Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of the Down Under Thundercast, a podcast where we talk about podcasts and we practice the art of talking complete and utter A-grade septic bullshit. I'm your host, Jay, and boy, is it fucking hot today. Uh, just for uh, reference, today is the 14th of December. We are two weeks away. From the most wonderful time of the year. That is the only time you're ever going to hear me sing. And yeah, I'm still pushing along, trying my absolute best to enjoy Christmas as my dog runs into a wall. Um, yeah. Obviously, this pod's a few days late. Uh, got a few, obviously, it's Christmas, we're all busy. So... You know how it'd be. Um, so, what's there to talk about today, really, in the grand scheme of the world? Well, let's start off with some personal stuff first. So last Monday, for the second time in about three months, I woke up to seeing, well, I opened my letterbox and I saw a, uh, a letter in there. It's really strange because it was labelled neighbour. And I was like, oh boy, I know what this is going to be before I even, I even open it. Uh, so, three months ago, I got a letter in the mail asking or saying that my dog was really loud at night. Because, you know, it might shock you all, but dogs sometimes have to go outside and take a shit. And the neighborhood I'm living in is quite loud. You know, there's a lot of, lot of dogs around and shit. So we might bark at 3 o'clock in the morning. And yes, I live in an apartment complex. So I got this email, and I know who it was. And we're going to get to that all in a bit. But I got this email saying, hey, can you not, you know... It was really passive-aggressive. Super passive And, you know, I'm obviously going to get a bit fucking pissed off when I see the words, if you don't fix this, we will contact your body corporate. Because it's just like, we're all adults, you know. And if, you, if you're living in these apartments, there's a really, really strong possibility and likelihood that you are an adult. So that pissed me off, but I let it go. And I was like, all right, well, I'll close the door. Whatever, not a big deal. And I didn't hear anything about it. And then I got this letter on Monday, last Monday, um, saying that, <laughs> this is so funny, that fucking, there's a lot of noise coming from my apartment in the middle of the night. Because I work night shift, like, I work during the night. So when I have my weekends off, I'm usually awake at night. You know? And, you know, I wish I had the letter here. I really wish because I'd read it out. It's, it's fucking great. But to paraphrase that, apparently there's a stampede of elephants that live upstairs. Yeah. It, <laughs> and... 
once again, like, it was like, oh, this is really... Like, it's not written by the same person. I can tell you that right now. It's not written by the same person. Because the wording is... this. The first one was very passive-aggressive. This is more... I'm trying not to be a cunt. Sort of letter. But once again, it's that it's that bit at the end. If if you don't fix this, then I'll have to contact the body corporate. Here's the thing. You live in an apartment complex. You live in an apartment complex with 30 other apartments. That's 10 apartments on each floor. There's going to be noise. And yeah, the apartments have been built pretty shit because stuff like this happens where you can walk around and you know it loud I'm not a, I don't consider myself a loud walker but at the same time you know I'm up until I'm up all night I might get up and take a piss I might get up and have something to eat and to get it I can get a letter like that but once again why am I getting letters come and knock on my door Come and say hello and be like, hey, can you do us a favor and, you know, try? Because I can tell you, I'm not the noisiest person in this complex. I'm not. By any stretch of the imagination. And it's just like, dude. I don't know, I'm rambling. I'm tired today. But it's just like, where have we is, where, why are we in a situation now where people would rather knock on your door than come and say hello and talk about things. Have a conversation. Like, if I had a problem here, I'm not writing a note. I'm not writing a note and putting it in a mailbox. I'm not, you know, putting it on the top of their car, which is where I found the first note. Like, I'm, I'm going to go and knock on the door and say, hey, can you stop fucking so loudly? Or, you know, put a ball gag in your mouth. It's it's fucking weird, man. And I'm not that loud. I don't know. Maybe man. I don't know. Anyway, let's get away from my personal shit, and let's touch on a few podcasting things. This episode might be a wee bit shorter than usual, but we'll see how we go. We'll see how we lace everything together. Haven't done one of these in a while, so let's do a quick this week in Rogan, and we'll dis- we'll we'll dissect this a little bit. So, obviously, December the first, he made his big switch over to Spotify, and I didn't even notice like, the last time I recorded that he had. I don't know if I mentioned it. I can't probably remember, but he's made the big switch on December the first. It's now been two weeks, and from the looks of it, a lot of people aren't making the switch. Now, I don't know if that's just going to come with time or what have you, but, and I don't have the analytics in front of me, but it seems like that there's been a drop in viewers. Now, to be fair, the guests he's had on in the last two weeks haven't exactly been riveting, besides one, he had Bill Burr on, and that was a, a strange strangely short episode <coughs> I think it went for an hour and 40 minutes 
I'll listen to it. It's fun. It's cool. To, it's always great to hear a bit of it. But I do wonder if the drop has been not just because he switched, but because the guests have been tame. I'll say tame. I don't know. But that's going on. Listen, I personally, I think... We, well, we've discussed it. We know the Chappelle episode's coming. We know that's not too far around the corner. And when that happens, like, shit's going to kick off. Like, everyone's going to listen to that episode. And, you know, and I think they're still posting clips online and stuff. So, when I say online, I mean on YouTube. So... I oh, know this is sort of a, a um, bookmark, but we'll just touch on it and we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see what happens, to be honest with you. Okay. So short this week in Rogan, but, not, but like I said, short because nothing's really going on. It's nothing interesting. You know, it's relatively tame. Okay. So... I didn't want to talk about, I didn't talk about this last week because I didn't really see it as that big of a deal or relevant, but it opens an interesting conversation. So, last, I think it was Tuesday, Pat Patterson passed away. Now, if you don't know who Pat Patterson is, he was a pretty big wrestler in the... The 60s and the 70s in San Francisco, but he's more prominent for his work in the mid to late 90s with the WWF. His first openly gay wrestler. He was the man who pretty much created the Royal Rumble, and he's done a whole bunch of other things. You know, first Intercontinental Champion. His thing. The second this news came out. The internet went ablaze. Had half the people saying, you know, that's really sad. I'm so sorry for you. Like, I'm sorry, you know, he was a great man. And then you had the other side saying, dude's a fucking pedophile. Touches kids. And rapes kids. And rapes underage boys. Now, let's be very clear. They're all alleged. He's never been charged for anything. Nothing was ever proven. If you ask most, and I've listened to a few podcasts in the last couple of weeks, if you ask any wrestling historian, they will tell you he was lumped in with it. He was never a part of it. Um, just because he was gay, and everyone knew he was gay. It wasn't really a secret. So, the reason I'm bringing this up is... How do, I, how do I approach this? Your legacy when you die in this era, this social media era, this 24-hour news cycle era, it's really bizarre. And, you know, this is just using Pat Patterson as an example, obviously. But... 
you know, you've got people out there saying, you know, he's a pedophile and he's a piece of shit and all this kind of stuff. And then you got other people praising him and then you end up with this split. It's... What I want you to... What I'm trying to get is I want you to think of yourself for a second. Think of your life, all the good things you've done, maybe all the not so good things you've done. And I wanted to I want you to imagine if you passed away tomorrow. You know. What would be your legacy? What would people remember you for? And you know, this is a this is a microcosm of what's going on online. You know? Are the people that know you gonna remember you for all the good stuff you did? you're going to know you because you were a piece of shit it's really strange you know like what would I like I'll, I'll self-deprecate and I'll look at myself and I go what would I want to be remembered for when the book closes on my life what do I want to be remembered for that I was a good person that while I may have had, you know, I may have been a fuck up at times and I may have sometimes done the wrong thing or didn't think before I did something or stuff like that. The last thing what I want would be to be labelled something like Pat was labelled. And listen, I'm going on the basis he didn't do it. And I've swung a few times in the last week from people I've talked to. But from the people who I think have the best knowledge on the subject, he was lumped in because he was gay. And it makes sense. Um, well, what was his name? The guy who invented the first computer. It was in that movie, The Imitation Game, with um, Benedict Cumberbatch. He was gay. And once people found out he was gay, they tried to label him as sicko too so the error it's from it makes sense you know and then you got to think about that we live in an era you know a very different era to that era then like what if a 50 year old dies tomorrow you almost think he's automatically going to be labeled a racist probably a sexist same thing happened with fucking Sean Connery when he died they always bring up that notorious clip of him saying a woman gets lippy it's it's okay to smack her with an open hand you know and I don't know it's there's so many avenues to just talk about this subject because it's really interesting because from a personal point of view I would want to leave the best legacy I would want to I would want to A be want to be remembered not just I don't just mean online I mean in general you know for people to mourn me but also you know, like, you start playing a dangerous game there. Because, you know, there's fucking families affected by it. Pat's got family. They've got to read this shit online. Um, I don't know how you fix it. I really don't. How do you have not have these people? And you can't. The answer is you can't. Because... One, there will always be those people who will find the negative in a hundred positives. And two, 
none of us are perfect. We've all made mistakes. We've all done horrible, at least one horrible thing in our life that we regret. I've got a list of them. I regret few of them. Maybe a handful. But is this the way the human race goes? When someone dies, it's like, oh yeah, but on February the 12th in 1991, he, he didn't wait for the green light so he could walk across the road. He's a piece of shit. Fuck him. And then that person, and two people read that, and they go, yeah, he's a piece of shit. And four people read that. And it spreads like a fucking virus. Yeah, I don't know. Just in your day-to-day, -day, think about that. The legacy you leave, the imprint you make on others, not just in real life, but on your, your, your online presence, because even though, and this is the way I look at it, like, the online world isn't real. It's not. I don't care what you say, it's not. Anything I do online, it's not the real world. And there are a lot of people that do see it as the real world, that that world is better than their own. I don't. I'd rather live the real world. But, and I went on a tangent, I can't remember what I was saying. Um, the legacy you leave, the footprint you leave on others online and in real life. And... I don't know. I've, I've lost my train of thought. I don't know. Just take what I've just said in the last 15 minutes and digest it and make your own assumptions about what I've just said. You know? Because we're all guaranteed to die one day. And the legacy you leave behind is the only thing you leave this earth with. The memories you give people, the impressions you give people. So, yeah. Alright, let's... That went fucking deep. And it was probably mostly nonsensical. <laughs> let's let's talk some fun stuff. Cyberpunk finally came out. The, the uh, fucking... The King Rose. And it broke... <laughs> every last-gen console, pretty much, there was. To the point where it was unplayable. And it's now, it's gone from, just release the game, we want the game, just release it, to, why didn't you just delay this? It's not ready. Listen, they needed until March to do it on last gen consoles, they really did. But from the looks of it, they couldn't wait any longer. They had to get it out. And what they released on hey, current gen PC was great from what I saw. I've seen a lot of clips and stuff and it looks great, but what they released on last gen Yo, it's fucking busted. You know. And to be fair, it probably shouldn't have been released on last gen consoles last gen consoles. Probably should have been released on the current gen because it just there's just so much going on. It can't hack it. It can't, you know. 
can't sustain it on last gen consoles. The the hardware's too old. And that's you know, this is a game that's been in the making for eight years and I'm saying this. They should have probably not, but they had to. You couldn't not do that. No oh, no. I I look forward to playing it. It'll be the first game I buy when I buy a new console one day. I don't know when that will be, you know? I've, unless I want to spend double the price or triple the price, it might be March. And it'll be the first game I buy, but yeah. And the question is sort of this, this topic brought me down is this down to is should we any any anyone be pre pre-ordering a game in this era should we just stop pre-ordering like think about it this year if you how many games this year released and weren't a complete nota buggy mess I bought two. Last of Us 2, Part 2, and Ghost of Shishima. Those are the only two games off the top of my head that I can think of that released and weren't broken. And The Last of Us 2 had its own problems. You know, like... Um... Is it... Should we be buying... Should we be pre-ordering games anymore? Is what I'm asking. And I think the question is no. You know, we're giving game companies 20, 30, 40 dollars extra. And what are we getting? Maybe, if you're lucky, a season pass. Maybe a thick ring. A map you can hang on your wall. I think, if you're listening to this, I think you really need to consider for the next few years until this shit gets fixed. To not pre-order anyone. And, you know, to be fair, this was somewhat expected, you know, like, people forget The Last of Us, <laughs> no, not The Last of Us, The Witcher 3 came out, it was a buggy mess, and it had graphical problems. CD Projekt Red are known for releasing this. Now, they're not Bethesda, they're not known for that level of incompetence, but it's rough. <laughs> Like, you know, it's this this game isn't f fucking Fallout 76. It's not that broken of a mess, but I if I had paid $70, $100 for this, I'd be pissed right now. And that's why I didn't buy it, because I knew this was a game for current gen, not last gen. So, yeah. disappointing truthfully it is really disappointing because if that game had come out and it had been like um, reasonable on last gen it's game of the year you know and I don't think that's even in question
but you know that's just the way things are but yeah if you're listening to this just can seriously consider not pre-ordering for the next six months to a year unless you are 100% guaranteed that you know that it will work and I don't know how many game companies that are left that you can make that guarantee I really don't like I genuinely I'm trying to think of one and I can't think of one and that sucks man that really sucks because we should you know have a little faith in the you know the people we give our money to anyway I've said my piece on it alright let's touch one more topic and then we'll, uh, we'll do our world famous and renowned Louis J. Gomez award for podcast of the week and we will get out of here I have waited 14 episodes to talk about this and I really wish I was in a better mental state because you can tell I'm rambling and I'm tired but I'm not going to get a better opportunity than to, to mention it <clears throat> So, Chris Van Vliet, prominent YouTube podcaster, did an interview with, uh, I don't use hate often, I don't hate many people, I hate this dude, I do, did an interview with Conrad Thompson, who's Conrad Thompson, well, well, Conrad Thompson is a, first off, he's a reverse mortgage salesman, which is codenamed for snake oil salesman. This is this is even gonna turn out to be my best bit, my best bit, my best segment ever, or it's gonna be the worst because I'm gonna make a fool of myself. So let's be very careful with what we say and make sure we say it right. So he's a reverse mortgage salesman. He's also married to Ric Flair's daughter, not Charlotte, the other one. And he decided, I think it's like six years ago get into podcasting um started off with something to wrestle with that turned into i think he did one with tony Schiavone too before that maybe during or before that which turned into 83 weeks which turned into grilling jr which turned into ask uh arn a-r-n so i think all the all up he's he's got five current podcasts running i think he's had three or four that have been discontinued I think the Ric Flair one was a radio show, but I don't know. Here's why I'm mentioning this. So the the caption of Chris Van Vliet's podcast was The Wrestling Podfather. Podfather. No, he's not. You see, you don't get to buy your friends. No, no, you can't. You're giving people money to be your friend, and they're recording a podcast with you. You legitimately married a flair to get into the business. Had it not been for that connection and the fact that 
you make money off the misfortune of others you're nothing you're you and I are on the same level the only difference is you sniffed the right crotch and you got into a really scummy business and I don't say that often I don't compare myself to other people but we are on the same level and I'm sure a lot of you will listen to this and say, well, this is sour grapes. This is, you know, you wish you were him. No, I don't. I would rather do this than do that. Than be some sort of podcasting equivalent of a factory where I just every week print out a podcast that has no life to it. No soul. He literally... He's not the star, uh, star of the show. You ask anyone who's ever who's listened to his podcast for five years and tell me, tell me three things about Conrad that you know on a personal level. Who is he as a person? He's from Alabama. He likes wrestling. And he's married to a player. That's it. Now you could go back to these the last fifteen episodes I've made this podcast, and you could probably make. An assumption about who I am. Right or wrong, you could at least say I'm this or I'm that. You could probably have a little bit of a diatribe about it. You don't know shit about him, and he's made. Jeez, it'd have to be over 700, 800 episodes by now. If he's doing five episodes a week, no, it's probably more than that. He's probably in the thousands. You don't know a single thing about him because he's not the star of the podcast. He's the guy that asks the questions and maybe occasionally might call one of his friends, and there's the quotation mark, friends, up on their bullshit. They still spill bullshit. You listen to any one of those podcasts, you can hear the bullshit. And I know this because this podcast is literally the act of talking bullshit. Here's the thing. And you're probably sitting there going, wow, what is your problem with this bloke? It goes way back. Way, way back. To... When he went after Wrestling Soup, you know, he's had problems with Wrestling Soup in the past. And, you know, I'm obviously an avid Wrestling Soup fan. And they went at him. And it also, I also realized, I think they realized something and we, I realized something vicariously for listening to it. Conrad doesn't give a fuck about this. And when I say this, I mean podcasting this is a means to an end to Livy's boyhood fantasies of getting to talk to all his favorites he has no interest in growing the medium you know there are people out there who are growing the medium wrestling soup you know someone who i believe to be the real podfather of wrestling podcasting don tony if it hadn't been for him i don't find podcasts i was the one youtube and i listened to this guy oh this is pretty good What's a podcast? And I found him. So even though I'm not a big fan of Don Tony anymore, I, you know, it's not for me. I'm not, I'm not, you know, a kid anymore. I will always say that he was the podcast because if it hadn't been for him, a lot of people don't find podcasts. You know, guys like that. Jason Solomon from the Solomons to Sounds Off. You know, there's a heap of them. Post wrestling, the Laps fan. Going in raw, you know. Jeez, you could even say Jim Cornette if you really wanted to push it. It's just Jim was probably five years behind 
the what you have to be to be called the Podfather. To be the Podfather, you have to be the original, and that's Don Tony. He's not the Podfather. He's a man who has put money. He's probably broken even. He's put so much money into it. He's probably broken even, and he's made a lot of money. But what I'm trying to say is what I believe Conrad wants is not to be included in this little podcasting wrestling bubble of that there is. He wants to own it. I truly believe that. He came out, I think the whole problem he had, they had with wrestling suit was he came out and said wrestling podcasts are dead. Don't bother starting one. You're three years behind. I can tell you that's wrong. There are a bunch of wrestling podcasts they get released today, they get huge numbers. What have I been talking about for the last two weeks with Renee Fouquet's podcast? It's a wrestling podcast, whether she wants to call it that or not. It, she's had three episodes, and the three guests have all been related to wrestling. They've all talked majority wrestling. Wrestling podcasts aren't dead, it's just diluted. There's just so much of it. And maybe that's what he meant. But when you use the word dead... It's a very, it's, it's got a very negative connotation to it, which is going to, you know, make people think that it means, oh, geez, why would I even bother getting into podcasts? It's dead. He's just said, it's dead. What am I doing? It's not. You can start a wrestling. If you're listening to this, you can start a wrestling podcast and you'll be fine. You, 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 would you get views? If you built, uh, you know, if you built something, probably. So yeah, he's a money mark, and he doesn't care about this. He wants to own wrestling podcasts. You you want to, you know, wrestling suit presented by Conrad Thompson. Solar wants to sound off presented to you by Conrad Thompson, and I'm gonna tell you a little story. It's an inside story that I know of. that I don't think a great deal of people know. To prove my point, and for the sake of my own well-being, I'm not going to mention any names. And I'm not a rat. There was a podcaster, a, you know, a, a duo, that had been around for years and years and years. And Conrad did something very unusual for him. He did something very unselfish and he helped one of them who had been struggling financially and he essentially gave him a loan now I know this podcaster he's a good dude um, and he gave this podcaster a loan I'm not entirely sure how his partner felt about it because his partner's had his own problems with Conrad in his past. Or he's definitely been associated with people who have. Um, but yeah. Wouldn't you believe the coincidence that four months later, that duo no longer does a podcast together? Because the gentleman who took the loan or the, the money Conrad gave got his DMs leaked where he said some not so nice things about his co-host. 
And there are people listening to this who know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, make of that what you will. Uh, did Conrad cause that? Maybe. I don't know that. The point is, Conrad's not the podfather. I know, you know, like I said, Don Tony's the podfather. And then if you want to be broader than that, you know, Adam Curry's the podfather. He's the podcast podfather of all podfathers because he created podcasts. You know, and then you, you know, he if you were going to make a Mount Rushmore of podcasts, you know, the foundation of podcasts, he would be on it by default. You know what, next week I might do that. I might do the Mount Rushmore of podcasts. Anyway, put that in the to-do later pile. But yeah, he's a money mark. He's not the podfather. He's a dude with a little bit of money who pays people to be his friend. And is you really just using the podcast as a medium to sell his fucking home loan? That you should never get. Never get a reverse mortgage. It will fuck you. So yeah. I don't like Conrad Thompson. As you can't tell. And that's like... How long you? How long we got? You want me to... I can sit here and do this for another 20 minutes. Half an hour. You know. The... 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 Um, Starcade. Fucking... Wrestling. Fucking... Oh, not function. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like the comic book things. You know, the meetups and shit. I can't remember the word. The word escapes me. Festivals? No, not festivals. Convention. Thank you. Convention. His first one was fucked up. It was overbooked. It was poorly planned. People were charged money for guests, you know, expecting to see someone and they never rocked up. I believe at one point there were cardboard cutouts of people because they didn't show. You know, first-hand accounts show that it was a fucking mess. That's the first one. You know what happened at the third one? He advertised The Undertaker. The Undertaker didn't show up. The Undertaker wasn't there. Because The Undertaker pulled out last minute. Because he realised, oh shit, I don't think I should be at this. Because of, you know, there was a lot of AEW people there. And once he realised that, that was a few days before. Well, that was what we believed anyway. But he would later come to, it would later, you know, come to the surface that he pulled out weeks ago. They just didn't mention it until the last few days because then you can't give refunds. He's a piece of shit. Fuck him. And if he hears this, Conrad, you suck my dick. You are everything wrong with this industry. Everyone who thinks they've got a bit of money and they can just buy people to listen. You know? It's not as bad as radio. There's a lot more people who do that on radio. But I stand for everything against what that dude does. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. Let's do the Luis J. Gomez Award and let's get out of here because I'm starting to get fucking hot.
because not only is it hot where I am, but that cunt pisses me off. He's a piece of shit. He's a fat piece of shit. Fuck it. Anyway, because I haven't done an episode in nine days, the list is a bit longer. So it's really six. It's not a top three, it's a top six. So, let's start with number six. It's a mate, it's a supersized part of the week. So, episode three. Just to prove my point with what I was just talking about. Number six is Oral Sessions with Renee Paquette. Oh my God, a new wrestling podcast, which has quickly become one of my favorite podcasts. And who does she get on? She gets on one of the few people that I will notoriously listen to. Always. And that's CM Punk. If you're listening to this, you should know who CM Punk is. Probably the la- the biggest wrestling name there's been in the last... You know, 20 years. Of the modern era. Jumped to UFC, didn't have such good luck, but man, he fucking, he tried it. And he got some big fucking balls. And he talked, and I will tell you right now, my favourite podcast ever. I don't mean just the show, I mean actual episode. is the one he did with Colt Cabana after he left. It's my favourite podcast of all time. I've listened to that podcast tens of times. And I refer back to it a lot because... We all work shitty jobs we hate. And to hear someone who's a lot more who's a lot more famous than we are, a lot more rich, talk about that kind of stuff, you realise it's not just a rich or poor person problem, it's a it's a people problem. But this was great. You know, talked about his UFC run, um, what it would take to get him back into wrestling, which was essentially something that was interesting to him and a fuck ton of money. And he's in, he let us in on some of the songs he sings to his dog, which is cool because they do the same thing. I sing songs to the dog in the morning when I see him. They're not as inc- you know, interesting or articulate as his, but he gets extra marks for that. So that's definitely one you should check out. Okay, number five. Lace the Loop. Real Last Podcast, episode 628. This is on this list prominently because Ryan Long broke a monitor in the studio and it was fucking hilarious that I actually had to go and watch the video version of the podcast. Um, very good podcast. You're going to notice that this this episode, this segment will be the reason why this award is called the Lewis Jacobin Award. Because it is literally... He is on half of them. So, check that out. Alright, number four. Different one I've never put on this list before. Was uh, Rota Dirty. Come Town. I'm slowly trying to get into Come Town. I'm taking the long route. Um, yeah, just alright, mate. You just walk. Just, just, just keep walking. Yep, okay. Um, for me, it's a little bit hit and miss. It's, you know, it's alternative universe Legion of Skanks. I enjoy Legion more. But, 
you know. This one was good because Nick Mullen really shines in this episode. It's funny. You know, he does funny. I, I love funny voices. You've heard me make a few of them on this pod. So, it was definitely worth it. So, you should check that out too. Alright, let's get into the big stuff. Alright, number three. Shane and Shafir shit on shit. Episode 409 of Skeptic Tank. Man, this pod, I've, this pod has really come into its own this year. Really, really come into its own. So this is essentially Shane Gillis, who will pop up a few more times on this list. And Irish Fear spend two and a half hours shitting on stuff. From COVID to the, uh, the comedy scene to Shane's cancellation to Ari's cancellation. It's very similar to the pod they did at the start of the year, E-Rage. It's probably just a little bit more laid back. And Shane in- gets incredibly fucking drunk during this podcast. Which, you know, makes it all that much better. Now I go on podcasts always, man. I'm just, and, you know, look, I'm about to tell, this probably is one episode you're probably going to know more about me than Conrad. Fuck Conrad. I don't drink. I barely, you know, I might drink twice a year. It's not for me. I don't like drinking. You know, if I do drink, it's, it's the hard shit. It's the whiskey. It's the fucking gin. It's the vodka. You know, don't mind a nice wine, you know, if the circumstance calls for it. But yeah, not a big drinker. But podcasting alcohol makes everything fun. All right. Number two, Down Under Syndrome, Real Life Podcast, episode 625. It was going to show up on the list just for the name alone. <laughs> like, how could I not put that on the fucking list? My name! <laughs> but, um, Mike Fig does, essentially does an Australian accent and mocks Australians for most of it. And, hey, I'm not fucking complaining, it was funny. Oh, crikey, you know, put a shrimp on the barbie. It was funny. And I enjoyed it. And I can't overly remember most of the episode because that was... I put that on my list straight away at the start of last week. But you should check it out. It's very funny. All right. Number one. Drum roll, please. Number one is Retarded Hurricane. (laughs) Episode 497 of Legion of Skanks. We are fastly approaching, approaching 500 of LOS and <coughs> I'm highly interested to see what they'll do for that because that will be a massive show um, this episode Shane Gillis again get wasted it was Jay's birthday Jay if you ever hear this happy birthday mate from one Jay to another So they get pretty. Lewis has stopped drinking, so he wasn't drinking this episode for some reason. Because he's a little bitch. So it's Jay and Shane pretty much getting wasted. And anytime. I think I mentioned it when the Irish Goodbye podcast three weeks ago was the only time it's ever showed up on this list. Because Jay was on it and he was wasted. He was talking about ugly chicks he fucked and ugly chicks he didn't fuck and 
all manner of preferred shit like that. So this was really good. It's worth. It's definitely worth a listen. Um, Shane Gillis, anytime you put him on a podcast, nine times out of ten, is going to be great. If you put alcohol in that combination with Shane Gillis, it is going to be special. So, before I run out of tape and this recording ends, let's wrap things up. So, be sure to follow me on Twitter, at DownUnderCast7. Uh, be sure to be make sure you subscribed or leave a negative or positive review anything helps um, and be sure to tell a friend family member and what will be today and your local cancer patient there we go or if someone's got AIDS around maybe you know maybe tell someone about AIDS they might enjoy this more. Don't know why, but I felt like mentioning that. So, on that note, have a very, very lovely week. And until I hear from you next time, be safe and fuck Conrad Thompson right in his fucking ugly face. Cheerio! Bye, have a great time.